Well, grace and peace to you, everyone, and welcome to another little video of studying God's Word. Um, as a reminder, I will be doing um, over the next few months um, some series of talks on um, false teachers and um, poor, poor theologies. Um, and it's in my hope that it really, not to really, in a sense, name and shame um, and have a bit of a slagging match, but it's more to be informative. It's more about equipping people how to uh, best judge within the, the walls of Christ what's sound teaching and what isn't and what we can do about it. Um, uh, so that's something I will be uh, doing for the next few months. But in the meantime, I wanted to go through some of the Psalms and just, um, you know, again, just share God's word. It's God's word is amazing. It's all satisfying. It's, it's our source and, and authority. Um, and today we're just going to be looking at Psalm 1. And I'm just going to read out the whole Psalm first and then we'll just go through it verse by verse. So Psalm 1, verse 1. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners, or join in with mockers. They delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season, their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. But not the wicked. They are like worthless chaff scattered by the wind. They will be condemned at the time of judgment. Sinners will have no place among the godly, for the Lord watches over the path of the godly, but the path of the wicked leads to destruction. So let's start with verse 1. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, or stand around with sinners, or join in with mockers. And I'm reading from the um, NLT uh, translation. And first of all, on a, on a natural plane, this is good advice of how to live the Christian life, how to live the good life. And it is a good life. How much joy there is in not following the advice of those who are desperately depraved. How good it is to not imitate those who have no desire to glorify Christ. And finally, how good it is to not join in with those who take the mickey out of others or who are gossips. Um, so first of all, thinking on this, this, this phrase here, following, oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked. And when it comes to Christian counselling, when it comes to your sanctification, you should really be looking for people within your church. And it has to be in your own world wherever you are today um, and I pray that you're in a church um, and it's someone who you consider to be mature in the faith one who is seasoned with suffering and I say seasoned with suffering because generally people who um, have gone through much and they still walk with Christ they're the people that you want to get close to and also with that, it's someone or someones who is mature in the word, that they, they, do, they do delight in the word of God and that they do meditate on that word of God. So you're looking for someone with those sort of characteristics 
Um, ideally, it would be someone who would be quite similar to the characteristics that you read in Titus. And, and although they're mainly for people who are to be leaders and pastors and whatever else within the church, you want to base, you want to have a kind of like criteria of something like in Titus towards people within your church who you can approach and get godly counsel from. But saying that as well, God's wisdom, the wisdom it's within itself, isn't just there in, in the church. It also can be people who are not Christians, for sure. There are many people out there who are good people. There really is. But when it comes to matters of spiritual growth and sanctification, ideally you want to be finding such a people. But then... Thank God we have the ministry, uh, sorry, the ministry, thank God we have, well, actually, ministries online, you know, and, and people online who are Christians that we can, we can connect. So there's, there's really no reason to find ourselves to be isolated anymore. But ideally, you need to find someone within your own world, someone in your, your vicinity. Okay, moving on. So, oh, the joys of those who do not stand around with sinners and it reminds me of proverbs 1 where um we read in proverbs you know my son if sinners entice you to 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 take part in actions like thieving from someone else imitating them copying them going down their unrighteous paths don't do it you know god has called you for his own and the lord gives us joy gives us peace when we follow his ways, his, his word is a light to our feet. And um, on a practical sense, I find that when I, when, I, when I put Christ certainly last in moments of my life, when I'm following my own selfish desires and following other people's ways of doing things, I have a terrible conscience on me. I feel awful inside. I have no peace. But how much joy there is for us when we follow Christ, when we follow those who we consider to be mature in the faith, when we're fellowshiped, connected with other Christians, how good it is, how encouraging it is. And so, again, on a very practical level, you know, pick your church very carefully for, for sure. But once, once you've decided, lay roots um, in that fellowship and, and weather, weather it out for better or for worse, um, but, 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 but be connected with them. And then finally, oh, the joys of those, it's still in verse 1 of Psalm 1, who, jo who do not join in with mockers. Well, even the world hates those sort of things. Nobody wants to be treated um, in a way that's der derogatory, or no one wants to feel like they're being gossiped about. That's just a very human thing. So not to take part in it separates you from others and it makes you, actually, it makes, it makes you stand out. And then when, when those folks think, think to themselves, well, what's so special about him? Oh, he's that Christian. He's that guy who, who follows Christ. He's the guy who loves Christ. He's the guy who thinks, oh, yeah, honour, virtue, righteousness, they're important things. Um, you know, Jesus said, don't, don't hide your lamp underneath the bed. Let it shine out for all to see. And, and, and those who see that light coming from you, 
they will give praise to, to God. It's somewhere in, in Matthew, written in the very early chapters, I think. So yeah, verse 1, very practical. Verse 2, but they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. And strictly in this context, I can't but think that this is describing us delighting and enjoying the word of God and the fruits of enjoying and delighting God's word is through the habit of reading, studying, eating, meditating his word day and night. And and with that, it's the material that's used, that the Holy Spirit uses to build us up in our sanctification. Um, so one of the most practical things I can offer you, if you're certainly a person who might be new to the faith or is struggling in the faith, is to stick very close to the Word of God. Um, sure, read read books, you know, read uh, people who have read the Bible well and are seasoned, but go to the source, man, and and let it let it build you, let it build you. And again, this goes back to my kind of ideas and thoughts about you know, if you're going to connect with other Christians who you want to be your mentors, you want to have those who have had to carry their crosses, have had to experience suffering but it hasn't wavered their faith in the sense of where they're just going to walk away from it but they have this wonderful application of digging deep into the word of god it, certainly in the time of their suffering so meditate on it day and night let it become just like food hello wife and then verse three they are like trees planted along the riverbank bearing fruit each season their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. And this is, you know, this is the effect, the fruit of, of meditating on God's word, that it will build you to become like a very strong, old, long-lasting tree. And its roots are in the river of life. And with that, there's life flourishing. There's fruit every season. And so where there is bleakness darkness suffering hopelessness we who are rooted in the word of god where once again you know again that the, comes to my mind you know in the psalms it says that the you know the word of god is like a light to my feet it's that same sort of experience and so this this whole we they prosper in all they do this doesn't necessarily mean materialistic gain but what it certainly does mean is spiritual gain. That is, that within our, our hard times, our, our, our pains and our sufferings, those sort of things, we will find Christ in that and we can walk through that with joy. We can not be defeated. We can be, we will not, we, we can be perplexed. We can experience the pain. And of course, there is pain in life, etc. But... We're not going to be crushed because we have the word of God implanted, implanted into our hearts. And within that, there are promises that are growing and they are becoming stronger each day. And so we don't have to be left with despair. Verse 4, 5 and 6. And then we'll end. But not the wicked. They are like worthless chaff scattered by the wind. And I can only think of that as being contrast to what we've just 
been talking about where the word of God, being rooted in the word of God, we become like the tree. But those who are outside of Christ, those who do not have any desire for Christ, who they don't want anything to do with God at all. These are the people who have no root. And so when, when pain comes, when, when those bad days arrive, what we find is because they're not rooted in anything, because there is no firm foundation, they're just like little bits of dead grass being floated, being taken away by the wind and it just floats away. And it's tragic. Verse 5. They will be condemned at the time of judgment. Sinners will have no place among the godly. And this can only refer to the future events which take place in Revelation, the final judgment. And then finally, verse 6. For the Lord watches over the path of the godly, but the path of the wicked leads to destruction. And so God knows you. God watches your path. God illumines your path. And the way for us to get more clarity, for us to have um, illumination within ourselves, to see that, to know that God is with us, is to once again get back into the word, to understand that he is sovereign and that he's in control of all things. And these things will give you peace and joy. But the path of the wicked leads to destruction. So there is no prosperity. There is no life. Um, all there is, is death. So, Psalm 1. In summary, Psalm 1 describes the contrast between a righteous person and an unrighteous person. And there are some very practical elements in this psalm. First of all, Get good, sound, godly advice for your own personal walk with the Lord. Um, don't hang around with folks who are going to lead you into sin and temptation. Um, don't be a gossiper and an insulter. Don't call someone an idiot. Jesus said you'll be prone to hellfire. And, and then the basis of this psalm, the root, the route for us to grow in our in our sanctification, the part that we have to do, that the Spirit will 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 bless and, and will use, is us to get really deep into the Word of God and grow, and we will grow like a tree and be prosperous and have fruit that bears in every season. I hope that's helped. See you soon.